I slowly started knowing that the relationship with myself was the most important relationship that I would ever have. That in, until I changed that, until I changed the way I spoke about myself to myself, how do I want to lead women? You know, I always wanted to lead in truth and with integrity. And so that's how fitness started for me. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Welcome to the show, Hannah. I'm so pumped to chat with a fellow fitness professional, entrepreneur, and mom of two. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me on here. I feel so honored to be on Find Your Strong podcast and excited to share and talk and all of it. It will be so fun. We have a lot in common, but I know that we have like totally different business models. So this is going to be fun to chat about everything because I really have loved following your journey and we've connected a few times on Instagram to try to make this happen. So I'm really, I'm really excited to finally sit down and and have this casual fun conversation with you. I know that you've helped, like you, you basically help women transform their relationship with their body and their, and their food. And you say often that you change their story. Mm-hmm. But what is your story? Like, how did you find fitness? I guess years back, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's kind of a, you know, this could be a, a really long story, but I'll kind of keep it towards fitness. Um, fitness started for me when I was um, probably about 14 years old. Um, it started a little bit before that due to uh, an eating disorder. I, um, when I was younger, you know, I had a pretty chaotic life. Uh, my mom was addicted to drugs and alcohol. Um, and so up to the age of probably 11 or 12, I had been through pretty traumatic, um, a pr- pretty traumatic experiences and things. And so I turned to food as a young girl. And as my body is changing, you know, I didn't really have the mom there to say like, this is what's going on with your body. And these are, you know, I just kind of turned to food. And, um, and as a result of that, you know, uh, my body changed and my body was changing because I was developing as well. But kids said something at school and kind of that's when I, you know, developed more of an eating disorder in the sense of binging and purging. And I didn't know it was an eating disorder at the time. I literally just thought, well, this is relieving me of my of my food. And when I would come home and things would be chaotic or my mom would be gone or the drugs, alcohol, all the random people, food was like a comfort for me. And um, I remember bragging, not bragging, I wasn't bragging, but talking to my friends about it and saying, this is like 
you know, like not thinking. And one of my friends went and told the principal and they pulled me into a room and I thought like, what the heck is going on? Right. And so she um, introduced me to this teacher that, um, you know, talked to me about making healthier decisions. And I went to an eating disorder clinic. It wasn't extreme. I didn't get to like the extreme levels, but the behaviors were there, but -hmm. they caught it at such an early time that you know, um, I had counselors and I had a teacher that showed me like what fitness was and working out. And I didn't know that I couldn't eat, drink slushies every single day and eat chips every day. Like for me, I just didn't know those, those things. I didn't know how to make good decisions or healthier, better decisions. And so this teacher showed me, uh, fitness. And so, um, it really kind of led me into the gym. I, I really struggled academically in school, Um, I really struggled in gym and in sports. I just was not coordinated that way. Um, I wasn't in any activities and things like that. So um, my self-esteem was pretty low. I just didn't feel like I was good at anything. And um, so when I was introduced to the gym, I had one of the trainers at the gym there. It was a smaller gym because I'm from, um, I grew up in Kimberly. BC. So I'm from the Rocky Mountains, small town. I moved quite a bit, but that was the place that I lived the longest. And this lady set me up with a program. And you know what? I can't remember her name because she doesn't even know the impact that she had in my life. I was 14 years old. She put me on a a weightlifting program three days a week, taught me how to use like the cardio equipment, the weights. And, um, you know, that was my safe haven. That was the place. And now looking back, I know it was a godsend because. as soon as I was done school, I couldn't wait to go to the gym and I would work out. And it was my escape from being at home because at home there was so much chaos and you you never knew what to expect. So the gym was this place where I felt like I did something that I was good at. And and the trainers there and the the owner and everything. I mean, I think I was the youngest girl there at the time because like I said, all my friends, it wasn't really a thing back then. Mm -hmm. You've seen the old school bodybuilders and there's this young girl and the rest of my friends were doing like volleyball and basketball and, and dance and things like that. And so this place, I just felt like I belonged and they encouraged me and, you know, and, um, and yeah, that's kind of where my love for fitness began. Um, and it's crazy thinking now because I never knew, you know, what it was that, what it was that, that feeling that it made me feel. But it just, it was like this healthy, this healthy atmosphere, this, these routines, it was building my confidence, it was building my strength. However, because of my environment at home, because, um, you know, of my, of the way I saw myself, I didn't think, you know, that I was worthy. I didn't think that, um, you know, I, you know, went through sexual abuse when I was younger and physical abuse and abandonment, all these things. So as a young girl going from kids making fun of your body and not knowing to now you were doing this thing because a teacher, you know, got you into routine, but now your body's changed. Like, holy smokes. I didn't connect the two. I didn't see it. So now all the girls are saying I have a, you know, a disorder and because I'm looking awesome. I was fit and I wasn't usually looking like that. The boys are saying something. So now I'm getting this validation, Mm -hmm. this, this, this validation that, attention that I never really seemed to get at home. It was this thing. So now I've attached my identity to the way I look. Mm -hmm. So now my identity is attached to the way I look. So later on that caused, you know, um, fitness was always an anchor, but later on, it caused a lot of problems in the sense of if I lost control of 
my eating or if I didn't work out. So then it became this addictive thing. Like I have to do this. I have to look a certain way because that's how people love me. That's how people like me. And, and growing up, you know, in having that as background, you don't really having that, that life going on, you know, you get really good at masking, um, really good at um, being able to fit into certain molds for people to, Mm -hmm. to get them to like you a certain way. So I had many masks that I'd wear and put on and I didn't even know who I was. I, I just knew that I wanted to feel one loved. And two, I wanted to feel confident and accepted. And it seemed like when I had this body, or when I did these things that that I was loved and liked and accepted. And, um, you know, later on, probably to my late teens, you know, that led me down, you know, to drugs and alcohol and more disorders, um, body dysmorphia, and, and all the stuff that comes along with it. And, um, you know, I met my husband when I was 23. I moved here to Edmonton, Alberta from Vancouver. Uh, because my life was just spiraling, you know, um, you know, everything I was running away from, from in Kimberly, like my mom and the drugs and, and all of those things, I was, I was running so hard away from her that I was running right into it, like Mm -hmm. making those same decisions myself. And I knew that my love for fitness always kind of drew me back out of those dark things. There was something connected. It was the habits. It was the confidence. It was the strength. It was, it was, there was just this something inside me. Yeah. Yeah. That just drove me back. And so anytime I kind of fell off and fell deep, it was always my love for fitness that drew me back. I never actually wanted to be a fitness trainer. It was not in my in my plan, I wanted to be a makeup artist for the movies. And, um, you know, yeah, right, I want to, I want to work in the movies and, and, and do that. And, you know, there's just other plans, God had other plans for me. And it was my mother, my stepmom, not my mother in law, my stepmom that said to me, you know, why don't you get into fitness, you seem to really like going to the gym and doing that. And I never thought about that. And so that was the first I was 19 when I got my certifications. But still, just like my confidence wasn't there. I didn't feel confident. That story, so that story that I played in my head, I wasn't worthy. I wasn't smart. I wasn't good at anything. It didn't matter what outside things I tried to change and like tried to manipulate. I still couldn't be the person I wanted to be because that story that kept playing in my head. And it was like, it was like almost like a prison, right? We call it limited beliefs because they, they limit you. They imprison you. They keep you from being the person you're supposed to be. And so Long story short, moved to Edmonton when I was 23, met my husband, got clean and sober, um, and uh, started working at Good Life Fitness as a trainer and started competing because I thought that it was that road that would take me to where I wanted to go, right? Like my Mm -hmm. path kind of kind of went all over the place thinking, again, I need to have this certain body in order to be um, in order to be looked at as a professional in the fitness industry like I have to have a six-pack and I have to have this so you know what better way to compete but when you go into competing without first you know being solid in your relationship with yourself and your body and food it can lead to addictions and distortions and all the rest which you know um I experienced all of those um and um you know uh I, it was, it was at that time when I just thought, you know, I, I don't know what I'm good at. I I just remember breaking down and crying and saying, God, I, I, I'm not good at anything. Like, 
I, I can't do this. I, I can't follow through in this. I'm not good at anything. I don't feel smart. I, you know, I have a history of all of these mistakes and this crap. And, you know, I don't have this. I don't have this. And I remember thinking that. And he says, but that's what you have. Mm-hmm. That's what you have. That's what connects you with people, Hannah. Like, stop trying to run away from who you are and embrace that that is who you, that those are things you did go through those things. And they're not anything to be ashamed of. And any that those are things that are just a part of you and they're going to connect you with people on it. And it was at that moment that, you know, um, I slowly started knowing that the relationship with myself was the most important relationship that I would ever have that in, until I changed that until I changed the way I spoke about myself to myself, you know, I have two daughters, you know, um, how is I, how, I, how do I want to lead women? You know, I always wanted to lead in truth and, and in, um, with integrity. And so kind of that, that's how fitness started for me. And, um, yeah, I think, yeah. So that's a little bit of, yeah. Isn't it crazy when you finally just accept your past and realize that it was the path that you were supposed to be on because you are that you're the person you are today because of all of those obstacles, you're able to help people in a much deeper way because of what you have gone through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that you've helped a lot of women. Did you find like, once you started getting into more coaching, I know that you mm-hmm. have your own gym and you were training people and, and now you, you kind of transitioned to online and now it's a membership, which we'll get into later. Cause I'm really mm-hmm. intrigued about that. Um, but did you find like, once you were able to help more women and you actually saw their own transformations and how you have helped them, did that help you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, um, pre-COVID, you know, and I'm sure these will be questions later on, but pre-COVID, I was an in-person personal trainer. I slowly had an online thing because I had this vision of, I wanted to help women, right? I wanted to help women on a mass scale. I wanted to speak. I wanted to inspire. I wanted women. Like I just wanted to, I just had a bigger vision. And so, you know, working one-on-one personal training is so much different than than online coaching, because I just feel like the habits are a little bit different, the way people pursue the goals and yeah. things like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and um, pre COVID. So I was trying to build that which was a strain in my marriage a little bit because my husband, you know, and and even everybody else is like, you know, you make more money one on one training. And I'm like, but to me, it's I have I have a goal, I, I have a mission, I have a vision, I know the money will come, but that's not what it was for me. It was it was like, I seen myself as a little girl. I seen myself as that one striving. And I see that in, in other women that, that I was working with one-on-one, I seen this, you know, even though it wasn't said the, the way women speak and the way they talk and the way they hold themselves was showing that. And I'm like, I, I want to do something bigger. I, I want to help women more. And so, um, after COVID everything went online, right. Everything, you know, it was like, I was like in a, in a sense of, yes, I get yeah. to stop training in person. I really get to show that this is, um, this is what I get to help women. And, and I think seeing their transformations for sure, um, help you as, as a coach, as a trainer, because, you know, uh, it, it validates in the sense of that, you know, your, your methods and the way you're coaching is helping them. You're helping, helping them be confident and love who they are. Absolutely. Now, 
I know that you said COVID was the main reason why you were actually able to transition from in-person training to online. Now, there's a lot of listeners that tune into this podcast that they want to also be a coach, an online coach specifically. Mm -hmm. How did you find that transition? And I know that you were kind of under the gun, maybe forced to do it because there was no other way. But I mean, you were seeing these people maybe one, two times a week. Did you already build out a program for them or did you transition that to more when you started focusing online and training them online that that's when you kind of gave them the whole scope of the program and and built it out, you know, Mm -hmm. through either an app or, or how did you, how did you go about those next steps? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great question. So I already had an online platform. So it was just on a website, they'd log in, all the workouts would be there, um, the nutrition would be there, um, and everything. So I was already doing it. I, and it was, it was a smaller, I mean, when I was doing it, I only had five online subscriptions <laughs> at the time. And I just, you know, um, it's funny thing, actually, because none of my impersonal in person clients went online. Yeah. So it was none of them. Like so starting a I whole think, new business, basically. Yeah, starting mm-hmm. a whole new business because those women wanted in person. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to do to do it, you know, online. They didn't want to do it by themselves, even though you're not doing it by yourself when you're online. It actually, I feel like is you're more connected. I feel like it's more like you're more, um, like there's more value almost because really, yeah. And the person, the person that is your client online is more invested. I find because they want to do it all. They want the transformation. They are, you know, going all in with the nutrition, with the training, with, whereas people that are coming in for the training sessions, they're kind of just reliant on you for that one hour. And they're not really doing anything outside of it. I mean, there's probably some people that will, but for the most part, a lot of, a lot of clients are just wanting to come in. You you're taking care of the training and then they're not really doing their side of it. when they're not seeing you, right? Yeah. And I think um, to answer that other part of your question, like how is the transition, you know, um, one way I really thought of it because yeah, it, it was feeling like, oh man, like, you know, going from making what you make one-on-one to my subscription is for me, it was, I always wanted to do it affordable. That was always, always. And it was a part of my story, you know, to back you know, when I was a teenager, $99 for three months, I remember asking for that for, for a Christmas present. Cause that's how, like, I had to ask my mom's boyfriend. I said, that's all I want. Just pay for three months, 99 bucks for the gym. And so to me like that, again, it was a part of it. And so transitioning to building online, I think you have to look at it like your own personal transformation as well. Like it doesn't happen instantly. And the most important thing is consistency. You just have to keep consistently showing up. So I just kept consistently running challenges, you know, and every time a challenge was done, we'd run a new challenge. And every time a new challenge began, more people would show up and more people would, you know, sign up and, and um, connecting with each one of those women that, um, that are, you know, that have had success. Um, and not just body success, but mindset success, like just showing up in the group and showing up, doing their check-ins and doing that, like women need to be encouraged. And I find just being able to like encourage them and to that makes them feel connected. And then they just share. So like word of mouth was huge, like word of mouth on social media, I guess. Right. So what are several values that drive your company's decision? Yeah. Um, uh, so our company's values are 
to empower, to educate, to equip, and to encourage and lead by example. I love it. And and what what specific? I know that we're you know you're you're helping women with you know their relationship with food, but what would you say um, you do? Like what 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 do you solve for a woman that's coming into your program? Um, I would say uh, building their confidence, their confidence, and being able to to trust themselves, to trust um, food, to trust their body, to trust the program. So I guess changing their story. What I mean by that is changing the story that they have about training, weightlifting in particular, food, their food language, their body. You know, I think at the end of the day, women just want to be okay with themselves. They just want to feel confident. And I know for me, I don't know about you, Jenny, but I want to feel whether I have a six pack or not, I want to be confident in myself. I want to be confident in my body and my ability. I don't want that to be the determiner of if I feel good about who I am or not. And I think educating women um, on on science-based nutrition and training, you know, just, and just being so repetitive, like, you know, this is, you just got to keep showing up. This is, you know, there's no good and bad food. You just, you have to eat. Like, this is like giving them a plan and every week just showing up and educating a little bit more and just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Right. Um, with, with that so that they get confidence because the more you hear something, the more confident you feel in it, the more you apply it, the more you start to see, uh, see the seeds that you planted start to, to grow. Hey, I'm going to interrupt the show because I have to share one of my most favorite pieces of home equipment slash travel equipment. And if you love to work out as much as I do, then you're going to want to check out Max Pro Fitness. This is so awesome. If you're following me on IG, coach underscore JVB, you will see some of the videos I posted with the MaxFit Pro. It's a full cable system that folds up into a backpack and you can legit bring it anywhere or pull it out. Like it's so easily stored. And for all my fellow strong women out there, there are 50 resistance settings from five pounds all the way up to 300 pounds at the turn of a dial. And the entire system only weighs 10 pounds. I love it so much that I have partnered with them to offer you guys $100 off your purchase. So I'm going to include the link in the show notes. Be sure to check it out and you're going to save $100 off the full cable system that folds up into a backpack. Oh my God, guys, you are going to love it. I hope you take me up on this opportunity because you are not going to be disappointed. And you run this as a membership, which is, which is interesting. So they, is it like a year membership? Is it like a three month membership? How and, and what does that look like? Are they logging in um, to an app? Are they actually getting coached by you? Yeah. So um, our, our, uh, is our, um, oh my gosh, sorry, tongue twisted here. We have an online digital subscription platform. So what that looks like is uh, right now it's online. We're actually in the midst of building an app. Um, we're just in test mode right now. So what they have access to, what it, on is like I teach the five pillars of a successful transformation. So um, that's all the the program has in it. So it's mindset, training, nutrition, cardio consistency. So 
um, when they log in, they get access to all the training programs. So they can choose, they can take a quiz. I can help guide them um, on what program would be best for them based on, you know, where they're at. Um, we have lots and lots of meal guides. I'd never call them meal plans because I really educate the women on how to know their nutrition, know, you know, uh, their macros, know, you know, what calories are. And I really try to um, educate them on whole foods. So they get all of that recipe library um, community. So we have our Facebook community. And then every Friday we do mindset coaching. So that again, could just be around those those limiting beliefs, the myths, breaking through myths, you know, um, around the mindsets around being patient and focused and, and consistent. So it's an all-in-one transformation platform. And so I do check-ins with them either weekly or bi-weekly. Um, so they just submit it through the form online. And then every week I just go through and it's like a questionnaire. So how their sleep is, how their energy is, because that's so important. I think for women to realize that, um, it's, it's not just hopping on the scale. Like it's so much more. It's about those habits, right? Those daily habits. So they have access to all of that. It's like monthly. Um, it's very affordable. It's $39.99 a month where they can pay quarterly 99 every quarter. And, um, yeah, they can cancel pause at any time. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just, I'm really involved like every week in our Facebook group and things like that. So what is your big vision in the next year, three or even five years from now? I know that you said you have some big plans. Um, I do. So what part of that plan was getting this app launched because uh, I don't, it's funny, like the faster our technology gets, like going on the internet browser now seems like dinosaur age. Like we want an app on our phone. So that was one of the big goals, but um uh, you know, the bit, the biggest goal is to reach as many women as possible. I had a hundred thousand women to help them change their story through doing like live events through the app, bringing people together. Um, but in, I guess in the long term, my overall like five-year goal was, would be to hit that, um, and not even putting a number on it, just really impacting lives, impacting hearts and minds and bodies of women. Like that's, that's my vision. And, um, and then eventually moving to doing outreach programs for teen girls to teach them how to, you know, to teach them about food. We're not taught about food at that age. We're not no. where everything is like diet and things like that. So I really want to um, have a program that helps young girls know how to work out because I had that, you know, but I didn't have the other part of teaching uh, girls how to talk about themselves and to themselves and how to set goals and, and how to make you know, good nutritional decisions and, and things like that. So that's like my, the big dream, um, is to eventually get to that, that where we're, we're doing things like that. So I love it. Being the person you needed growing up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I always say that I need to be the person I needed growing up. You know, I, I had a very mm -hmm. similar story, um, with the eating disorder and mm -hmm. you're right. We just were not taught how to eat mm -hmm. properly. And yeah. we're not taught about being confident within our bodies, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like even back then it was like almost exercise was kind of only to lose weight or that's how I viewed it. And maybe because I was surrounded by family members who would work out to literally lose weight for like a holiday or a specific mm -hmm. event. Right. So I love, I love your vision there. And Going, going back to when you were a teenager, or even some of the women you're helping now, what if, 
or even fellow entrepreneurs, because a lot of a lot of my ladies that I'm helping right now struggle with this. What if I'm unclear with my vision? Like I'm totally drawing a blank. Where do I start? Uh, I think that this is amazing. I mean, um, start with your why, but sometimes for me, the why wasn't, I couldn't even figure out my why, right? Mm -hmm. Even in, in business as a fitness entrepreneur, but with your own body. And so my, my best advice is, is start with yourself because, because when you start doing the things for yourself and building the relationship with yourself, when things inside you change, things around you change, things will start to get clear. Like it's just, the more you work on you, like the, what you see changes that your vision changes. Like, yeah, it's just, it's really amazing. So I would say, you know, just, just dedicate time to working on you, get a morning routine, set your daily goals. Like, you know, do those fall in love with the process of building a business, but building, you know, your best body, your best self, because at the end of the day, you know, you are, you, you are the only, you're, you are stuck with you for the rest of your life, but you represent, you know, everything in your life. And so if you are solid with yourself, everything else will just fall, follow that. I love how you said, I didn't even know my why I actually just did a podcast on this the other day, because we hear this a lot now, like, what's your why? Like find out your why before you start anything. And I feel like even, I feel like a lot of people cannot find their why (laughs) right at Mm -hmm. the beginning. And even if they do find their why, I don't feel like the why is, is going to really push you forward in those obstacles, like the times that you're faced with an obstacle. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to say like, find out your what, like, even if, even if you just look at your life and say like what you actually want or what you want to be and kind of write that down and then kind of go in that, that direction, but you're right. Taking care of yourself first, it, it just adds that clarity right? Mm-hmm. When you start to feel better and you start to show up for yourself, you start mm-hmm. to build that confidence within, and it gives you clarity in all other areas of your life. Like just by that simple step of making that time for yourself, starting mm-hmm. with you. And I think too, like to add to that, don't be afraid if your why changes and don't be afraid yes. if you don't know your why, right? Because even like doing this podcast with you, Jenny, and like really kind of getting clear on like questions and things like that. I'm like, Oh, aha. Like things were clicking that I didn't think about before. And so, you know, getting around other, you know, other women that, that inspire you, I think, I think can inspire your why, right? Because even like you inspire me, Jenny. So like when I, when I listened to your podcast for the first time, it was a few years ago and it was because of, I was listening to Lori Harder, Harder's (laughs) podcast. And like, I'm like, I got it. I got to listen to her. I'm like, she is like, she's my best friend and she doesn't even know it yet. You know, (laughs) and just being around women that, that build you up, that lift you, that will encourage you, but you can encourage them because, um, that's going to, that's going to give you an idea of what you truly like to do, you know? Um, totally. Totally. Yeah. And even to add to that even more, uh, I believe in like that creating that community for yourself, like a dream community Mm -hmm. where, you're going through your goal or whatever it is with other women, with other like-minded women by your side. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. not only that, you have women that are a few steps ahead of you that inspire you and you mm-hmm. have them within your circle too. And then mm-hmm. you have women that are a few steps behind you that you can actually help. And that mm-hmm. is really what a dream community is all about because that's how you're going to feel fulfilled in all mm-hmm. areas, you know, as you're going through something, as you're going through, you know, as you're 
you know, trying to feel better, you know, trying to, um, you know, gain muscle, whatever it is, or, or start a business. You do need those communities around you because you can't expect everybody to be on the same page as you, right? Like, especially when you're starting something new, like you said, you were going to transition to online and you had a whole bunch of people say, don't do that because it's scary, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're not saying that to upset you. They're saying that to protect you. But mm-hmm. if you really, truly want something, you need to build that community around you that supports you and mm-hmm. is doing it with you. Um, and that you can also aspire to be because we all need to know what's possible, right? Mm-hmm. And if we're surrounding ourselves with people that aren't, you know, on the same path as us or unclear with our vision, then it's going to, it's going to be an obstacle that could stop us if we don't have the right community around us. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's so important because I think it's, you know, really important to realize you can't do it on your own, mm-hmm. that you do need to be surrounded by. And if you don't have that in your close atmosphere and family, or even some of your friends that they're out there, you just have to look for them. And that's why social media is so great. Just knowing that you know, um, that they're out there and don't be afraid to get it all wrong because you're going to get everything wrong before you get it right. Like you're just Mm -hmm. going to, that's a part of it. And, um, yeah, I, I think that just be okay with that. Cause that's kind of what makes the process and journey with yourself and with your business is just trial and error and finding (laughs) a million times that doesn't work. Right. Um, A lot. What has been some of your biggest struggles as an entrepreneur? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that one, the one, um, like I said, was um, we met with a marketing company years ago. So this was when I was kind of wanting to go online um, and I was still in person. My husband was kind of like, he was kind of on board, but still kind of doubting and, and having the guy going like, you're you, you can't do this. Like you're competing against celebrities. You are competing. You're in a pool that's too big for you. Nobody knows you. Um, like you're not going to make money on a subscription-based platform. Right. And hearing that, and then my husband's like, it's confirming for him. And I just felt so discouraged. And what kind of helped me overcome that? Cause that wasn't the first time I heard that. I also had like coaches, um, that wanted to coach trainers come after me and say, you need higher ticket um, options. And so this is for all of you ladies that are listening that, you know, you, you know what you want in your heart. And I always say, lead with your heart. You, you treat the one, like the many, the many will come if it is your passion. And so anytime that I felt this, or anytime I felt this, this doubt, um, kick in, I would just remember, you know, this is my mission. My mission is to help women change their story. So, so at the end of the day, I'm not competing against those people. I'm not even in the same caliber. Yes, we may do fitness, but you know what? When it comes to who you are and building, building your platform or whatever it is you want to do, you have to remember this, that someone needs you. They need your voice. They need your story. They need your message because they are not going to connect with anybody else but you. And there's our world is full of people that only that only you can connect with. So get rid of the scarcity mindset, get rid of that you're competing, you're not competing with anybody else. And don't let that doubt creep in because, you know, it's a process and it's going to take time. I love that no competing thing, because that's so hard for a lot of women, because the fitness industry is very much saturated. But what a lot of you don't know, like, and, and I, I know, like, I love this story because you've basically built out 
your membership platform and the way that you coach because of your story, because of how Mm -hmm. you were when you were younger and you, again, needed to be, you want to be the person that you needed growing up. And so there are so many women that are going like young girls that are going through that too, um, Mm -hmm. that you're, that you're there for now. Like your story is unique. Everybody's story is unique, but you have to be okay with telling it over and over again and sharing your Mm -hmm. story over and over again, because that's Mm -hmm. how you're going to attract the right people. But I love how you said that you're not comparing yourself with anybody and that you're just kind of Mm -hmm. laser focused on your mission. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's incredible because it's so hard when you're starting out Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. fitness space and being like, Oh, you know, scrolling on Instagram, whatever that's, that's honestly the worst thing that you can do, but I'm sure everybody still does that. But if you're connecting with people and making an impact and even making an impact on two or three people and sharing those stories, people are going to start to trickle in. They're going to connect with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. I think, you know, I think, um, yeah, just in the comparison aspect is that, you know, comparison we all know is the thief of joy. Um, it will suffocate you. And, and one thing that I really realized, and it's helping when helping women like I'm doing now, but every, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain this, Jenny, but I was in this store one day and this kind of is how everything about the comparison thing. And there's this woman that I seen. And when I looked at her, my, my heart, like, I can't explain it. I, I was telling my husband, and I felt something and this is what it was. It was that I felt that woman as a young teenager. And so how do I explain this? I need these words to come out. Like I'm thinking them in my mind. <laughs> when you see another fitness person, when you see another person that you may feel envious of or jealous of, or they just have something that you want, you have to remember that they're just, you know, like you in the sense of you have to see them as that little girl, that -hmm. girl that has worked really hard that, that, you know, um, you know, how would you, you know, oh gosh, sorry, I'm getting so tongue tied, just trying to think of how to say it. Is that struggles too? Yeah, like those struggles too. And I think having daughters and, and building, building their self-esteem and seeing an, seeing an adult woman and saying, you know, she still has the, it's still that person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you see another fitness, you know, let them inspire you. If there's something about their platform or what they're doing, you know, learn from them. Like if you see, right. If you are jealous of somebody else and how they're showing up in their life, maybe ask yourself, why do I feel like this? Maybe Mm -hmm. I should lean into this and see like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, she has four kids and she's able to do all of this stuff. How, like how Mm -hmm. let's learn from this person instead of Mm -hmm. putting that wall up and labeling or judging, right? We Mm -hmm. all judge. And Mm -hmm. we also have to remember that everybody's kind of putting up their highlights, right? Like we're not putting up the worst moments of our life or the worst parts of our day. Generally speaking, we're putting up the most positive things in our day. Um, So I think the judging amongst women, period, especially the women in the fitness industry does have to stop. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like look at the other women. She probably has obstacles she's had to overcome and Mm -hmm. insecurities and you know, yeah. I, I know what you're saying to you as a young girl, like try to see through that, try to see them as, mm-hmm. you know, working up to where they are today or what they've had to overcome to be who they are today. Yeah. Yeah. Just treat people, you know, like, 
with compassion and and like if they were your if they were going to be your next client or customer I always think that mm. I always watch the way I talk and speak because I think that person even if they rub you the wrong way could be the next person that you help so like just remembering that to always treat people with be empathetic and and kind um no matter who they are absolutely and, I, i've had that happen in my career i've i've yeah. I idolized women. yeah um never really thought badly of them i just always put them on this like major major pedestal and now they're mm-hmm. some of them are my clients now it's crazy yeah. exactly and and to quickly say about that too um jenny is like when it comes to you know um comparison you know there's there's that 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 good like they inspire you Mm -hmm. but if it comes to the point where it's like envious where almost Mm -hmm. like you it steals your joy you also have to ask yourself what is where do I need to heal my relationship with myself why am I feeling I need to compare or I need to measure up to this person that has a different story a different everything and it's and it's a good like time to take reflection and go okay I need to work on myself because I shouldn't feel like I need to compare myself to that person, you know? And, um, I mean, that's the best thing you'll ever do is work on, work on yourself and your relationship. If if a person is experiencing this quite often, what would your advice be? If they're experiencing like, um, comparing all the time, yeah, comparing all the time. And it's like, it's literally ruining their day every day. So one thing that you can do, obviously, if you're on social media all the time is just mute, even if they inspire you, just mute them for now. Don't be going on it. But honestly, the best thing and the best thing that has helped me is my morning routine. Like I don't go on my phone. I literally spend time, you know, writing my goals, my gratitude. um, And gratitude is powerful. It is the antidote for everything. If you if you find yourself comparing yourself to somebody else's life or somebody else's body, it's stealing your joy, turn it off and start writing things that you're grateful for. And I, I work with like all our women in our community. And I say, you know what, you know, when it comes to you, you are more than just skin and fat and muscle, you know, your lungs pump without you telling you are, your brain works without you thinking your heart pumps, your legs move, your feet move like everything in your body is so amazing. And when you start changing your perspective to like, wow, like this thing that I'm living in has the potential to do anything, whatever you are envious of and comparing yourself starts, you start feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I literally was making myself feel that small and forgetting of all the things that I I can be grateful for, right? Because at any moment you could lose your voice. You could lose the ability to hear, to see, to walk. And when you think about that, I know it sounds, you know, there's some people that do have those things that, that don't have those things mm-hmm. and they still make, you know, they still pursue everything and are grateful for everything. So it just puts it into perspective of like, you need to do some personal development, some heart work with yourself, prayer, whatever it is that you do to work on you, you need to take some one-on-one time until you're you again, you know? I love that filling up your cup at the beginning of the day, because it can really yeah. set the tone for the rest of the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Filling up your cup and also emptying it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Filling it up and emptying yeah. all the stuff out the garbage. Hannah, what does the word strong mean to you? Strong. <laughs> I love this word, by the way, Jenny. I love, I love, I, that's why I love the magazine so much. I think words have so much power. And so 
strong to me is a mindset. Um, it's a hundred percent. That's what it means to me. It's mindset. It is to me, it is, it's breaking through those limiting beliefs. It's, it's, um, you know, getting back up, having the courage to get back up every time you get knocked down, no matter if people are cheering for you or on your side or not, it's believing in yourself, no matter what. So that's what strong means to me. And I love that word. So thanks so much, Hannah. This has been amazing. I love chatting with you. I love hearing about your story and your mission. And I can't wait to continue to follow you. And hopefully one day we'll get to connect in person. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Where can, where can our audience find you and connect with you? And I'll put the in the podcast notes too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram. So Hannah Dawson fitness. Um, and then I'm on YouTube as well. Uh, but mainly I hang out on Instagram. So come hang out with me on Instagram. That's, that's where you'll find me mostly. I do have a podcast. It's the SDB podcast too. So I do lots of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So those are the two places and, um, I'm very personable. So, I mean, don't be afraid to send me a message. I, I, I personally email everybody back and message everybody back, do voice messaging. I love connecting with people. So I don't be shy. (laughs) Thank you so much, Hannah. And with you soon. Sounds good. Bye. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend, or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barnevelt Pay. Take care and stay strong.